Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. And I am so honored today to have John C. Morley with us. He is a podcast host, a podcaster, a serial entrepreneur. He's going to tell us a little bit about what all of that is and what all that means to him. And uh, and then we're going to have a great conversation. I can tell already from some of the preparation we've been doing that we're going to have an energized conversation and uh, and we're going to roll with it and learn more about people, process, and purpose and uh, and how that's evolved through John's career and uh, and where we go from here. So, John, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Thank you, Ryan. It is a privilege, a pleasure, an honor to be here uh, to you and to uh, all of your wonderful listeners and fans today to share what I like to call nuggets. Uh, and I love your show's uh, theme, people, purpose, uh, process, and purpose. I think I think that's great. And I think more people have to realize that we have to do those three things consistently, daily, if we want success. We can't make excuses. We have to be owning the people, the process. Very, very important in the practice. Consistency is key. So, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your background, John. Tell us a little bit about who you are. So, I have, so I have a great background. Um, as you guys probably read my bio, but my bio is basically so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. But you know, I didn't start there. I'm an engineer uh, by degree in trade, and um, so what people mostly know me for, they've known me for many years, is I've developed security for Wall Street. I do IT and technology. I have an IT company, but I started that when I was in college, and not to digress that too much, I started a very small company in college uh, where I actually was charging $10, now not per hour, everyone, $10 to help people with their IT and tech problems. That meant if it took me five minutes, if it took me three hours, it was still 10 bucks. And if I helped you by phone, it was five bucks, not per hour, per incident. So I was very strict when I went out and said, look, if you have a problem with your printer, it's 10 bucks. Well, can you help me with this too? Well, that's another incident. Because remember, I really wasn't making a lot of money. And uh, I had people out there like, hey, John, um, do you take credit cards? Do you take a check? I'm like, no, it's cash. Oh, let me see if I can find 10 bucks. Well, if you can't, then like I can't help you because like 10 bucks <laughs> is like cheaper than anybody. You're not going to find anybody for 10 bucks. And I guarantee my work and I don't ask for my money until I've resolved your problem. Oh, well, where can I get 10 bucks? I'm like, well, there's a Mac machine in, on campus. You probably can just go over there and just, you know, take the money out, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that because then I won't have money for drinking this week. I'm like, well, you know, that's a that's a tough conundrum to be in. I I I, I can't help call, you with that. Do you want your computer to work or, or do you want to make a sacrifice of drinking? I would think it probably makes sense to make the sacrifice so you can have a computer that works, so you can get good grades. But I don't know. That's just me. Right. So, so this this was the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. 
Yes, it actually was my business journey because remember, I didn't even know what the heck an entrepreneur was. All I knew was that I wanted to be, I believed I wanted to be in business and I didn't want to be uh, working for anybody else. I knew that I might work for somebody part-time and I did work for the government and things like that. But I also realized that was not my calling in life Mm -hmm. and not to be nasty about it. But uh, I I remember, um, I think it was when I got out of college, I took a part-time job with the government. And uh, it was only three weeks. I think it was it was actually Thanksgiving. And the day before Thanksgiving or two days before Thanksgiving, I went into the lady's office. We'll call her Mary. That wasn't her name. I knocked on her door and I said, hey, Mary, give a second. She's a church on. I said, listen, I want to say thank you. Said, oh, well, you're welcome. No, no, no. I want to say thank you because we had a great run and we're done. She's like, excuse me. I said, well, let me, let me try to put this in some simple words. I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. It has been amazing working for you, even though it hasn't, because uh, they've been rude to me, all this stuff. I said, I have learned a lot from you guys, and um, it's time for my path to go right and yours to go left, yeah. because I was meant for bigger and better things, and you guys have shown me that. Yeah. And she's like, well, John, you know, you're being very stupid. I said, well, why? She says, well you're going to be, you're leaving uh, three days before you're going to be fully vested for life. I said, you know, um, I understand that. And a lot of people might be hung up on money. I'm not, because to be honest with you, whatever I do, I'm going to track so much of it. And I'd rather sacrifice something and work toward what I want than to be somewhere that I'm not going to be happy about. You know, I want right. to be somewhere. So, so this, is, this, is your, this is the start of your, of, of sort of really that transition to purpose. So we talk about yes. purpose, people yes. and process. So yes. you started getting a very clear purpose in your brain of where you wanted to go, why you want to go there really. And uh, uh, so that, that sort of started you on a new trajectory. Yes, a new, a new trajectory. Now, it wasn't yeah. my true 100% purpose. It was just the fact that I knew I didn't want to be working at this company making 2% of what I'm worth. Yeah. And I remember going out to the floor, and I'll call this lady Donna. That wasn't her name. <clears throat> and the lady was not always the nicest to me. It was one of the people on the, on the floor. And um, they were a job recruitment and placement. So they were very like they had this like big chip on their shoulders. And so I went out there and uh, she says, well, can you help me out? I says, uh, she says, um, I said, yeah, I said, I can spend a few minutes. I said, but tomorrow I won't be here because it's the day before Thanksgiving. She says, oh yeah. She says, okay, well, when do you work? I said, I don't know. Probably she's like, well, you'll be back next week. I said, well, no. Well, when will you be here? I said, well, you know, that's an interesting thing. I wanted to say thank you to you because I enjoy being with all of you. What are you saying? Uh, we had a great run and we're done. She's like, oh, she's like, you know, honey, I knew you were too good. She's like, I knew they were going to fire you. I knew that you just couldn't hack it here. You're such a nice guy, but you just don't know what it takes to be here. I said, yeah. fired me? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me be clear. I respectfully resigned. Yeah. So, so tell me, so tell, yeah. So that, as you, as you think about those people, as you think about finding your purpose, so just fast forward us a little bit as you, okay. uh, as you think about this journey of you, you left that you started on this journey yeah. towards entrepreneurship, new, traje- new trajectory. Yeah. Where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I started part, I started that company. I took that company from being part-time while I was working for the government. And then I realized that I need to make it full-time. I need to make this my, my full passion. Yeah. And um, as a business owner, everybody starts a business owner. We're concerned about keeping the lights on, no pun intended. 
we're concerned about doing things for compliancy, IRS, um, state, you know, buzzwords like that that scare most people. Books, you know, uh, receipts, taxes, that scares a lot of people. Those processes are things that have to be done, right? They have to be done. And um, I realize after I was in the business for a while, um, this had to be seven, eight, 10 years, whatever it was, because that company's now 33 years young this December, that no one could market or advertise my company. I tried. I had this big marketing advertising company that I hired when I before I graduated. And um, I got brought on to them because a, a good friend of mine at the time, uh, we're not really friends anymore, um, but not because of that. He, he connected me with his uncle or a friend of his uncle, kind of, that was going to get us into this large advertised marketing company for like a fraction of the cost. Well, they just couldn't do what they were saying they were going to do. They made mistakes on printing. They couldn't print their way, Ryan, through a paper bag. And I say that literally. So, I mean, if you can't even print something out like this properly or print a card properly, how can you do business with a company like that? I mean, how? They kept telling me, John, you're in a competitive industry. You have to just give it time. Yeah, I've been giving it time and I've been giving it money and I'm not seeing anything. So, so when, well, when process, one of the things, the one of the themes that we talk about is when processes are broken, people get frustrated, right? Your yes. customers, your employees, yeah. yes. your vendors, yes. everybody gets, so, so they had broken processes. They weren't set up to handle you. They weren't set up to help you. And their processes were broken. So they, fr- they it sounds, what I'm hearing is you were frustrated through this process. Is that right? Frustrated, uh, feeling like I got taken advantage of. And, but I wasn't doing anything. Um when I graduated, I went back to get my degree in uh, bachelor's in education because I was a glutton for punishment. Um, and uh, I did some consulting for IBM and some other companies. And I did it because they wanted me to have that title. Why? I don't know. But they wanted me to have that thing on a piece of paper so they could pay me more. Right. And so I consulted with them for a little while. But the thing that was interesting is that um, I was still working on my company. And nobody really got this. So I said, you know, how do I break away with somebody I'm married to? Like, how do I break out of this? This never should have happened. Like, I just, this was like a a bad dream. Like, how do I like make this not happen? And, you know, we can't cry over spilt milk. All the money we we spent and all the mistakes we made, we're going to make more. And we have to learn from those and propel forward. So I, I realized that it's time to break away from them. But how? So Xerox was already, um, we were already already a client of Xerox. Um, My grandmother, who, uh, when she was alive, worked for a company called Roche. You might know Roche Pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. And so she was one of the head, uh, let's say, admins to one of the top research and development doctors. And she did statistical typing for a living. She was very good at it. You know, we have Word and you can set things up. Well, she would do all that in her head. And I remember one time her teaching me how to do statistical typing. I have it, but I still prefer to use Word. She would set up all the margins by doing all the calculations. And I love numbers, but these kind of numbers were a little wacky for me. Like, you know, take the paper, divide. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Microsoft Word brought uh, a lot of that stuff, automated it, right? Made our processes a lot easier for for people along the way, for sure. So, um, I um, remember from her before I graduated, she says, well, when you get your company, she says, you want to make sure that you you get Xerox. They're the best copier in the industry. You want to get them. They're a little more money, but you want to get them. So when I graduated, 
we did a lease. I think it was somewhere around 30,000. Uh, we bought a cheap little copier first. It was like, I think it was like, I don't know, 400, $1,200. And it really didn't do much. And it was like one of these little tabletop things. I said, well, we really need to, you know, bite the bullet and get a Xerox. And I remember the kid coming in to sell me the Xerox. He had this, uh, I'm going to say slightly used BMW. He came in. And the reason I say this to you is he had an attitude. He yeah. came in and he's letting me know that, you know, he has to sell this because he's got to make his car payment. And I was like, you know, that's not really my problem. <laughs> See, my issue is that you're not listening. Any, anytime to me. somebody starts with the value proposition of I need to make my car payment so you should buy this, you uh, you, you know, there should be some warning signs there. Right. right. So I, I said to him, I said, you know, I said, do you even know why I need a machine? No, he said, it doesn't really matter. I said, well, see, that's exactly why I'm not going to give you the business today. Well, what do you mean? Because you haven't even bothered to ask me any questions. And I think I frustrated him. He walked out. They later sent me a senior person. Um, the senior person came in. Suppose he was giving me the machine I asked for, but then I found out four weeks later that even though it looked like what I wanted, the inside guts were not what I wanted. It was missing the fax board and all this other stuff. Now, they never break a lease. They just never, ever do it. Well, I call corporate and corporate's like, well, apparently we're going to have to break the lease because it looks like this machine is not the machine that you signed for. I said, mm -hmm. I get it. So I'm using this machine free and clear, no extra payments on it. Two months later, they delivered me the correct machine. That machine was about 30 some thousand dollars. It was a black and white machine, but I, I say this to you for a reason. This machine had three, four draws. It had the scanning ability. It had everything, just not color because color at that time, I think would have been like 80,000 or a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I realized how much that Xerox had changed the company and how we were able to do things we couldn't do. We weren't going to your, you know, capital S store, your capital U store, your capital, uh, let's say, K <laughs> store and all those letters. We weren't going there because we could print ourselves and also print a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, even though printing back then was, let's say, our cost was probably close to a nickel or a dime. Now it's less than a penny. It still was cheaper than what they were charging like 25 cents or I even went to somewhere the other day and they told me to do black and white copies. It was 40 cents. I said, they're out of their mind. Yeah. <laughs> like they're out of their mind. Their machine doesn't even have that good a resolution. Right. So um, I realized that when I had this dilemma, the people that could probably help me the best was Xerox. So I picked up the telephone and I said, Hey guys, how do I become a mom and pop print shop? They said, John, it's real simple. We'll take you out to lunch. We'll show you some things and we'll help you do that. Fine. Next day, I went there, had some coffee and donuts. Then we went to lunch. I fell in love with this machine. He said, John, it's real simple to become a mom-pop print shop. I said, how do I do it? We just need 150 I reached in my pocket and I gave him $150. They looked at me. <laughs> you yeah, you're missing a couple zeros right? on there, I think. Yeah, $150,000. Oh, few extra zeros. I'm going to have to check up my bank for that because I don't quite have that much in my wallet today. Um, went to my bank. My bank said, yes, your bank's supposed to keep you from doing stupid things. But they actually let me do that. And so now I realized I was on this path. And I'm like, oh, boy, I'm down this path. But what am I doing? I'm like up a creek. There's no path. The paddle that I'm not sure which paddle. There are paddles, but I don't know which paddle I'm supposed to pick up. So I wasn't up a creek without a paddle. There were just so many paddles. I didn't know which one was going to be the best paddle for my boat. Yeah. And so um, I said to these, uh, I said to the the, the bank, um, they said, when do you want your loan? When do you want your money? 
excuse me? Oh, you're approved. I'm approved. Yeah, you're approved. Uh, you know, the full thing, 100, 150,000. So this kind of like made me sit back a minute. And I said, hmm, I need to put on my entrepreneur, my serial entrepreneur cap. So yeah. Jay Moore, I went from a business owner to becoming an entrepreneur when I started learning that it wasn't about the money. It was about being passionate for yeah. doing something I loved and enjoyed. I put my serial entrepreneur hat on when I realized that I have an opportunity to solve another problem. But I don't want to be a business owner first. I want to be a serial entrepreneur, which is one that does it from passion. So I said, huh, I'm going to do something bold. I know it's risky, but I'm going to do this. They told me 150000 I'm going to go knock on the people's doors with the Xerox. And, hey, guys, I want to say thank you. Um, I really appreciate what you did. Breakfast, you know, lunch. It was amazing. Um, and I want to let you know some good news and some bad news. Well, the good news is um, I did get the loan. Oh, great. The bad news is it wasn't for the entire amount that you guys expected. Well, how much did you get? Well, because of my credit, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Uh, I only got a, I only got a hundred, um, 130,000. And I say, you know, I said, I apologize. I said, I wasn't trying to mislead you. What do I owe you for the lunch? This, this, is, and, this is when business and the, the negotiation skills start kicking in. Eh? Yeah. And, and I said to him, I said, what do I owe you for like the breakfast and for the lunch? It's like a hundred bucks. Like, what do I owe you? I want to just pay you back. I, I don't want me. I don't want to be a loss on your books. So what do I owe you? Like a hundred. And I was reaching to give him a hundred bucks. He's like, hang on, hang on. He's like, you want some coffee? You want donuts? They always want to give you coffee, donuts. You want fruit? Hang on, have a seat. So he goes running around, like a little kid to the, to the, you know, to like the car dealership corner office. And they're talking, hand signal, da, 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 da. comes back out running to me. He's smiling. He says, Mr. Morley, you are in luck. <laughs> I said, how the heck am I in luck? I'm 20,000 short. He says, well, normally, yeah, that would be a problem, but actually not next week. And actually today I can do what I could do next week today. I said, what can you do? He says, well, we just learned out from the manufacturer, because, you know, we're distributors for them, um, that they're offering a $20,000 rebate on this machine or anything higher in the production class today or actually anything all next week. But I could give it to you today. And so I sat there and I said, um, well, this is a lot. I said, I'm going to need to go home and process this. It's Friday. Let me take a day or two. I'll get back to you on Monday. I'll call you. Don't call me. I reach out to them Monday afternoon. I walk into their office. I say, hey, gentlemen, I said, uh, you know, as much as I want to go forward with this, I really do. There's still another issue that we haven't figured out, okay? And it's the fact that there's another cost. You see, I don't know anything about a fiery electronic for imaging. I have no clue what that is. Yeah. And I know training's another 15,000. I just don't have it right now. Yeah. Oh, so why would I take a machine even with this great discount if I can't, if I can't use, use it. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I know I could learn, but I don't think it's going to be cost effective for me to spend a year or two and then not be able to get the full value. You want donuts, you want coffee. And no, I don't want to just have a seat. So I have a seat. <laughs> he goes run over to his manager. They're doing some more hand gestures. Comes right out. He's all happy again. He's like, I forgot Mr. Morley to share one of the best parts of that deal on Friday. What's that? <laughs> I forgot to tell you that that machine's coming with 40 hours of free training. I said, oh, a $20,000 value. Oh, so I'm sipping my drink and 
So what do you say? I said, so let me get this straight. So you're going to give me machine. You're going to do it for, you know, the $130,000. It's going to include 40 hours of training. If I decide to move forward, when could I get the machine? Tomorrow. Well, I don't want to get the machine too early and then not have training. So I'd want to get it close to when the training is going to be. Well, that could be difficult. I said, I understand. I said, maybe we should just put it off then. <laughs> he goes over, he comes back. He says, if you do the deal with us today, I can get a trainer out to your facility uh, actually the day after tomorrow because tomorrow we'll come and install it. And the next day I'll send one of our top trainers, Greg, out there to get you and your team up and running with the firing. And I'll make no payments due on this until next year. So I won't owe you a payment until January and it's December. Yeah, you won't owe us a payment till like late January. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll go. With fantastic. Great. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your business. I signed the paperwork, digital. They. So now I go to the advertising marketing company, knock on their door in the morning. Let's just call the guy, Mike. Hey, Mike, he's like not a morning person. Mike, how are you? I said, John, how are you? How are you doing? I said, listen, I said, I want to tell you, we had a great run and we're done. I said, John, could you give me just a minute? My eyes are still a little closed and you know, I'm not a morning person. You know, you're, you're a morning guy. I'm not, I'm more of a night guy. Uh, let me get your sales guy, uh, Brent. Let me give him a call. And so he gets Brent, Brent comes in. I said, hey guys, we had a great run and we're done. And he's like, oh, that's fantastic. What are we moving on to next? What's the next project? I said, no, we're done. So then he says to me, he says, uh, John, he says, you know, myself, Carrie, Ryan, Bob, Tom, Krista, Paul, Ryan, uh, 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 Richard, and and I think uh, Elizabeth has spent the entire night this week, three nights in a row, working for you tirelessly to show you a multi-million dollar campaign that's going to take Jamware like to the next level off the charts. Would you like to see the presentation? No. No. Maybe you're not understanding what I just said to your boss and what I'm trying to say to you, and I'm trying to be very polite. Yep. I had fun. I want to thank you for everything you've done. We had a great run, and we're done. And maybe you don't understand because I'm trying to be polite. I'm going to just put in a word that a lot of people would understand. You are fired. He's fired. You're fired. Every single person in this room, as well as people in the entire company, are fired from our account. Yep. Now they're trying to do a 30% or 40% credit on all <laughs> my past work. Oh, no, that was, the, that was the negotiation. So, so listen, so John, like, as, as I'm thinking about the story you're telling, one of the things you shared with me earlier is that um, is that when you think about marketing, it's about you know telling stories and it's about the uh, the the story that you've been walking our our uh, our audience through here of kind of that journey of we can hear in it the the purpose like why are you doing this where do you want to go the the people who have kind of you know impacted along the journey the uh, the process the broken processes that were frustrating the good processes that that kind of come together so how can people find out about you um, how could they learn more about you to uh, um, to learn more about this story, right? Because I, I think I feel like we could we could keep chatting all day long. Oh, um, a, absolutely. And, yeah. and there's other and there's other topics, you know, we could obviously talk about too. But I think that is the most important thing is that being a member now, I think it's about over seven years of celebrating this year. 
being a member of the International Press Association, uh, I'm very passionate and purposeful about creating stories that are about truth and integrity. That's really my goal. So uh, before I tell you how you can reach me, I just want to let you know. So I'm John C. Morley. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I am a podcast host and a podcast coach and a specialist in helping businesses tell a story that leads to them growing and being more scalable. And of course, we talk about scale. We talk about the fact that, um, well, they can be a lot more profitable. Now, I typically work with companies that bring in uh, 10 million or more. Uh, and I have to say that, uh, you know, um, I just love to get people to learn what their story is, to find their story, but to do it from truth. So if you're interested in learning more about me, it's very easy. You're going to see, I have it right down here. There's a, a link there. It's called believe me achieve.com. It's also on my hat, but those of you that are listening to the audio cast, uh, I invite you to check out believemeachieve.com. If you want to reach out to me and my team, you can visit Orbital Media Hub. Dot com. That's orbitalmediahub.com. Uh, click on contact us and one of us will reach out to you. And I would just tell you that, you know, I get what you're going through. So Orbital Media is obviously the company that I built that is our full print production graph media design company. And I know that you probably know companies that are 10 billion times bigger than us. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's not how big you are. It's about your passion and about how you can connect with other people. For me, just like I helped you with this story, I would invite you to read at BelieveMeAchieve.com John C. Morley's recent articles. And there's, an, there's a story I wrote there about how and why I fired a multi-million dollar advertising and marketing company. So when you have challenges um, or you're just looking to get some insight, check out BelieveMeAchieve.com and also check out my one of my daily podcasts, which right now, I'm not sure when this will air, but by the time this airs, we might even be over. I think today we're right around 70,000. By the time this airs, we might be at 80 or 90,000. Uh, but check that out because my whole goal is to become a better version of myself and help others become better versions of themselves. And we truly can do that when we have a passion in our heart that aligns with the desires that we have for our life. Yeah. Well, that's, that is a fantastic inspirational way to end this episode of optics in action. So it's John C. Morley and John, I sincerely appreciate you guesting on our, on our podcast today, talking about this, this passion and purpose and vision and, and, uh, and also the people and process that, uh, that impacted you getting here. So thank you again for being on the podcast today. It was a privilege and a pleasure, Ryan. And remember, I leave you with this, this antidote, and that is if something's not working for you, remember to take ownership and don't play the blame game. Thank you for listening to the Optics in Action podcast. If you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss thanking you for listening to Optics in Action.